Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, dum-dums? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As sports keeps coming back, so does your chance to bet on them. With our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline AG, baseball's back in full swing and there are no shortages of ways to get in the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props. You'll be a betting son of a bitch. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. My goodness. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on all the costs of his bling. Brendan, I didn't know jewelry betting was missing from my life. I now know. Now you know. Visit BetOnlineAG today to check out all the odds. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Hey there, Colin. What's happening? Well, it's football time. It is. Week one, college football. Can you believe it? I can. I can. <laughs> Some can't because it's been a weird fucking off season. We were supposed to have started this a month ago. Yeah. Well, better late than never. Yeah, I agree. Uh, although we are facing Alabama, as we know, in week one, Saturday, 6 p.m., Furrow Field, Missouri. Are they can- good? Uh, according to Las Vegas, who thinks we are four touchdowns worse than Alabama, I'd say, yeah, a lot of people like them. And they're coached by Roy Moore? <laughs> Parts of Alabama are coached by Roy Moore, but this particular team is coached by one Nick Saban. Oh, I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's known in some circles. Yeah, sure. The uh, same circles as Roy Moore, I'm betting. <laughs> there is some overlap in that Venn diagram. I'm 100% sure of that. But no, he's uh, Nick Saban's most known for his Regions Bank commercials. Sure. And all he's also knows him. Yeah, he's also a football coach. But anyway, Colin, we are uh, we're back in the saddle. We're going to do our uh, normal thing where we talk about the uh, upcoming game and bring in some guests who are smarter than us to discuss it. And that's uh, what we're going to do this week. Oh, good. First and foremost, we've got uh, Chris Doring from the SEC Network. He's back in studio. They're getting ready to amp up their coverage for Saturday, and he's going to talk to us about what he thinks about both Mizzou and the schedule we've been given since coronavirus happened and we went to an all-conference schedule. I wonder if he'll use colorful adjectives like we like to when he describes our schedule. The safe bet is on the under. 
Yeah. So you're betting the under on any references to tearing of anal tissue. <laughs> I've watched him a lot on television, and he, I'm not going to say he never talks about tearing anal tissue, but it's, <laughs> it's not often. Okay. So don't get my hopes up. I mean, never give up a dream. <laughs> but we do have uh, Caleb the Greek, and he loves to talk about tearing anal tissue, so we can make up for it there when he makes Don't his picks of the it. week. <laughs> It'll be nice to hear from Caleb, and uh, I want to know what he thinks about this big spread with Mizzou, because frankly, Colin, everybody around is like, yeah, hell yeah, Alabama's going to take us by four touchdowns. But it's also one of the more historic lines that Alabama has ever had. And yeah. it's, it's been like 50 years since we've been an underdog for by four touchdowns. So, I mean, that's a pretty big spread. I mean, I think people are I think not- I read that it was uh, it's the biggest spread Mizzou's had at home since the uh, game against Nebraska where they kicked the, flea kicked kicker. the ball to another yeah. player yeah. <laughs> uh, to score a touchdown. <laughs> what do they call that flea, game? The, that's uh, the flea kicker game. Yeah, the flea kicker. Yeah, the mm-hmm. flea kicker game. Since the flea kicker game, we have never been down. We have never been down to be beaten this badly. Yeah, and we of so, course should have won that battle. game because of uh, officiating fuck ups. We uh, we lost, but anyway, uh, I'm sure that won't happen here. I'm sure we'll be beaten by four touchdowns. Yeah, but I'm actually not that likely. sure. I'm not actually that sure about it. I think I think honestly, Colin, I think it's too big of a spread. Uh, one of the things I think about is obviously garbage time minutes. Even if it's Alabama, second, third team Alabama. These are college students, and they are far too unpredictable. But I also think they don't give out lines like this all the time, and maybe, just maybe, they think we suck more than we suck. I think that's possible. I think, as much as anything, I think they had the line at 21, or 21 and a half, and I think that didn't seem unreasonable. And I think a lot of money went to uh, went to that, and so they had to move that line. I think I think this is probably purely a product of just trying to get some money moved around in Vegas, but... Yeah, it seemed like an awful big line. Yeah, and I think people forget when they look at lines, they kind of look at that and say, well, that's what's going to happen, or that's some expert has decided that's what's going to happen. But it's not. That's where people have, it's almost like our floating currency, you know what I mean? People think that Mizzou's really, really, really bad, and we may only be really bad. Well, and Britton, I think on top of it being just a sort of a, a, a prediction, a lot of times those lines, or th- those predictions are based on trying to move money around. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. it's 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 based on making a casino the most amount of money. So a lot of times it's it's not you never know. You know, I mean that it happens all the time. These lines move around not because the predictions have changed, it's because somebody has bet a lot on one side or the other. And yeah. they're just trying to It's what the to, it's what the general public's attitude is really. Yeah. And so uh, you know, you how much credence do you give it? I mean, I can definitely believe twenty eight not happening. I could see sort of what you're alluding to is I could see a scenario for where two and a half quarters Alabama clubs the shit out of us and then nick saban pulls everybody out and we score a couple of garbage time touchdowns and we end up losing by 17 instead of 28 no i can i can definitely see that happening in fact i would almost be safe betting on that happening really okay well and i think that's why they moved the line that way is people felt comfortable at 21 they don't feel comfortable at 28 and they're and now people are just starting to do what you're doing going 28 that's a fuckload maybe i'll call my bookie maybe i'll get go to betonline.ag would would I'm sure be happy to take your money absolutely, and uh, and let you bet on that line, Brennan, if you're feeling like 28's a little much. Agreed. And then we've got Connor Hitchcock. He's from a place that he, called Homefield Apparel, and people might be saying, why are you going to have a clothing guy on? But uh, he's going to launch a new Mizzou apparel line on Saturday and has given us a special promo code so that if Mizzou fans want to get some new cool apparel that's in a different look than you've normally seen from Mizzou Tiger shirts and stuff, 
Connor's company, Home Field Apparel, is going to provide it. And I think 20% off is what he's going to give. And the, the downside, the thing that you have to pay to get your 20% off on cool Mizzou wear is you got to hear from him. So we're going to talk yeah. to him a little bit. Well, you know, I he seems like a great guy. They sent us pictures of their stuff. It's awesome. He didn't seem very receptive to my suggestion of a latex gimp suit, you know, Mizzou themed. No, but, he, uh, he, but he, I'm hoping he balked on that around the idea. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think you know if Mizzou fans step up and buy a lot of shirts and stuff from them, they'll think, well, you know what? Maybe this is a fan base that wears a lot of gimp suits, a lot of branded gimp suits. <laughs> I mean, imagine bringing a tiger striped latex gimp suit. I mean, I, I think it sounds like a gangbuster idea. Well, I will say this. You know, Mizzou doesn't lead the SEC in a lot of things, but I think it's fan base wearing branded ball gag gimp suits. <laughs> I didn't say anything about ball gags. I think if you ask the fan base whether they want to have a ball gag with their gimp suit or not, I think they're going to say, yeah. I mean, it's silly. Colin, frankly, it's silly to wear a gimp suit and not have the ball gag. I mean, honestly, it's like saying, uh, are you going to eat your french fries without ketchup? Those potatoes going to come with that gravy? Give me a break. Of course, you got a ball gag with your gimp suit. Yeah, let's not be stupid. I hope you're listening, Connor, because we've got some ideas for you. We want to make you rich, and uh, we want to make our fans happy. And, you know, stinky, sweaty leather is the way to go. (laughs) Latex, Brennan. (laughs) Yeah, anyone who wears a gimp suit knows leather is for rookies. Yeah, that's right. All that being said, I think we've got ourselves a midweek show. Terrific. Well, let's get to it then. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is a Hand off to Roundtree, running left, gets 35 to the 40, left sideline around the man. This is the Mazzotcast. On the line with us now, Chris Doring from the SEC Network. Thanks for joining the show, Chris. Ah, I appreciate you having me on again. Thanks. So we're uh, facing Alabama this weekend, and I guess the first question I've been wanting to ask you is, what do you think about the SEC schedule that has been drawn up for us in this rearranged schedule since COVID? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. You know, I, I mean, I think obviously as uh, Missouri and Arkansas drew the, the, the two top teams, we think, from each uh, division, at least heading into the season, that, that that's a tough draw being you know, subjected to having to do that in, in Coach Drink's first uh, season makes it even tougher. And then to cap it all off, starting with Alabama, is, is obviously really challenging. But uh, to be honest, I, I would rather have this season, I would rather have this schedule in a season where maybe there's not a lot of ex- expectation as opposed to, to one where you're trying to make a national championship run. I mean, this is going to be a year, I honestly believe there's a decent chance that the SEC champion ends up having two losses when it's all said and done. You know, I, I played in the league when we had eight conference games, and, and I know the grind uh, of playing in successive weeks against SEC opponents and, and what that does to you not only physically but mentally as well. So it's going to be a challenge, but, uh, you know, I think it's one that uh, if you can if you can kind of turn it a little bit and, and, and look at it as an opportunity, it's, it's a chance to, you know, see where you are as a, as a program, see where you are in terms of, uh, recruiting and the type of talent that you need to, to upgrade your roster to be able to compete in those types of situations. But, you know, as, as a player, I think most, more, more players would tell you that they're excited about the chance to play against a team like Alabama, uh, against a team like, like, uh, Florida and Georgia, these top tier teams to really, uh, just see how, how good you actually are at this point in time. 
You know, I think you're you're right in that uh, it took me a while to get there as a Mizzou fan. You know, I thought like, well, it looks like the SEC is just saying clearly to you that uh, Missouri and Arkansas, we're, you're just here to fill out the schedules. <laughs> we're worried about these other teams. But uh, the more I did think about it, I think what, like your perspective is the right one where you're going to have to play LSU and Alabama at some point, some season that's going to come up just the way they're drawn. Might as well get it out in your, in your coach's first season where there's very little expectations and it's a complete weird kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a throwaway season, but it's completely not what you predicted a year ago, you know? So, like, yeah. do it, you know? I mean, look, look no look no further than the fact that everybody that's playing this year is going to get a, a free year of eligibility. I mean, mm-hmm. it, like you said, it's not necessarily a throwaway year, but it's a year that is unconventional and to try to, to try to apply conventional thinking to this unconventional situation is, is naive of all of us. Do you think that this schedule where obviously the teams didn't have as much time together before the season started and, you know, some players were in quarantine because of the testing positive. Do you think that plays better for a team that, I guess basically the opposite of Mizzou, where you've got some stability and some continuity. Yeah. You got the same coach, you got some starters. Yeah. There's a lot of seniors. Whereas Mizzou is in the complete opposite case. We got a new yeah. coach, new scheme, new everything, new QB. Yeah, you know, be, being here in Gainesville, being a Florida alum, um, I've talked an awful lot about it. I, I think this is a season that that really plays to a uh, coaching staff that has some continuity to it, and and having veteran leadership and experience on the field. Those are important. Uh, characteristics to have in your team because you really didn't have an opportunity to have a spring practice. You didn't have a chance to install the new offense or new defenses that, that new coaches are bringing into to programs. You really don't have an opportunity to gel with new quarterbacks coming in and, and, and learning the system and, and learning uh, some, some development chemistry with the receivers. Like All of those things you need to have in place. And I look at a team like Florida or even Kentucky, I think Kentucky is a team that a lot of people are not giving credit to. Coach Stoops has done a nice job with that program, taking them to the next level, and and um, they too have have some difficult challenges this year. I look at their schedule, having to play Florida and Georgia in the East every year, but but starting their year against Auburn and getting a chance to play in in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. Those are the things that that Coach Stoops, you know, he, he, if his team wants to be elite. They've got to win some of those games, and and I think they're built to do the same thing, just like Florida. And, and to your point, Missouri is just the opposite. So many different questions, uh, so many different positions. Uh, new quarterback taking over, uh, new schemes on offense. Obviously, you get the same scheme on defense, so that continuity is nice. But Coach Drink coming in and, and inheriting a roster that he largely didn't recruit, that he doesn't know uh, well, both personally and what they do athletically. They, these are challenges that would have at least been minimized had we had a normal offseason like like uh, we typically would have had. You talked a little bit about Florida, your alma mater, and Kentucky, but uh, looking at the rest of this Eastern Division, who are you predicting to come out? I mean, is, I don't even know if it's fair to ask you on a, for a prediction. Obviously, Georgia is uh, one of the top teams in the country, Florida as well. Who do you think is going to end up in Atlanta? I, I, I picked I picked Florida and 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 Georgia. I have a lot of respect for what they've done the last few years. I have uh, a lot of respect for that that defense that they're going to put out on the field this season. But I do think it's kind of the opposite for Georgia, right? All the things we said are, are requ- uh, required to to have a, a successful season with all the the uh, off season disrupted the way that it was. Uh, Georgia has a new offensive coordinator. They have a new quarterback. They have an offensive line that was uh, decimated after last season. They lost. Coach Pittman, who's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. We really don't know who the, the compliment to George Pickens is going to be this season. 
so there's a lot of things that they would have typically had the chance to develop that, that really haven't been able to be answered at this point. And I look at their schedule. I really think, you know, while, while Arkansas and, and Missouri may have the toughest schedules on the, on the board this year, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the succession of games that you have, where the teams, where your opponents fall on the schedule. Because everybody's playing an SEC schedule. Everybody's largely playing the, the, the same type schedule. Uh, but it, it really has to do, to me, is splitting hairs, and, and that comes down to where you're playing the teams and in, in what order you're playing them. And, and so for Georgia, they get a little bit of an easy step into the season with, with Arkansas. But then after that, they got to play Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, all in a row, back to back to back to back. That's going to be a, a challenge for them. And uh, I, I do think it would have been nice to have had a, a, a spring, obviously. It would have been nice for them to have that succession of games later in the year. Um, to have that type of run and to have it happen starting in game two, uh, I think is going to be a challenge for a team that's figuring out who they are, who their playmakers are, and, and exactly what they're doing in this new scheme that uh, Todd Munkin's implemented. One team we haven't mentioned in the East is Tennessee. Uh, it's Missouri obviously plays them in the second. It's sort of sandwiched between Alabama and LSU. And a question I had for you, Chris, because Tennessee is supposedly improving, and Missouri's been in the SEC now since 2012. We've been doing this show. This is our eighth season. Every single year, we hear the same story that Tennessee is back. And every year, we say, I, I, tell us why we don't see it. And this far... I feel like we've been right by betting against Tennessee. Tell us why this year may be different. Why Tennessee might actually be turning a corner, or are they? I think I think Florida and Georgia are the two top teams in the East. I really have Kentucky as that dark horse team that could challenge in the division as well. It seems like a lot of people are either high on Kentucky or Tennessee, but not both. I'm, I'm not quite as high on Tennessee. I do have questions about them, especially. Uh, even though they won, you know, the last six games of the season, they're on the second longest winning streak in the country right now. But, you know, there, there are some things that I want to see more consistency from, particularly Jared Garantano, who was just recently named the starter. He's had his, his ups and downs, even within games. He's, he's had times where he looked great and, and other times not so good. Um, the other question I have about them is where does the leadership come from? If you look back to last season, when that, when that Tennessee team as a, as a whole, and particularly the defense, started playing better, it was when Daniel Batuli, the senior linebacker, returned to the starting lineup. Uh, he brought that leadership there. Nigel Warrior was the leader in the secondary. Uh, offensively, Jawan Jennings and Marquez Callaway, those guys were, were senior leaders that, that really, uh, more times than not, they, they made plays for Jared Garantano and in one-on-one situations, jump ball. They were going up and getting the football. So the production is one thing, but the leadership is where I have questions, and I, I really want to see where that comes from this year before I, I completely buy into the vault. Now, I, I love what Coach Pruitt's done, and he certainly was not the first or second choice that, that Tennessee uh, was looking at when they were hiring a new coach, but I think they found the right guy. The players have bought in. Um, they seem to, to really connect with, with Coach Pruitt. He's brought a little bit of dif- discipline and accountability that wasn't there under Butch Jones. And uh, I do think that they're on the right path. Uh, the recruiting has been fantastic. Now it's just, uh, I think, maybe a, a season or two away from being where I think they're legitimate contenders in the East. Moving over to the West side, do you think there's anybody that can, I guess, take it away from Alabama this year? LSU obviously coming off the championship season, but also retooling. Texas A&M, there's a lot of talk about them, but I feel like they're kind of analog to Tennessee in the East. Uh, Texas A&M seems to have high expectations every year in the West. Is there anybody that's going to jump up and fight with Alabama in the West this year? No, I really think it's Alabama and everybody else. And, and it's 
for two reasons. One, uh, you mentioned some of the issues at, at the uh, the schools in the West, LSU trying to replace so much from their national championship team, uh, Auburn to have all sorts of question marks about the offensive line and how they uh, replaced Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson on that defensive line. Uh, with Texas A&M, there was a lot of, of experience last year with the, the true freshmen that got chances to play. Do they make a big jump? I'm, I'm not a huge believer in Kellen Mond. I think you know, there's been a lot of talk about him taking that next step forward. I want to see it first before I believe it. And the offensive line's got to be a lot better than what they were last year. But uh, I, I just don't see a real competitor for Alabama. And then when I look at the, the Crimson Tide, last year there were some, some negatives that had silver linings to them, right? I mean, at the beginning of the season, uh, Joshua McMillan and, and, and uh, Dylan Moses go down with injuries. They have to play true freshmen at both of those linebacker positions. They play, I think, four true freshmen in the front seven uh, at times last year. So that experience uh, is going to pay dividends. And then with Tua went down, Mac Jones got thrust into the fire. And, and the silver lining there is that he played really well and got some reps that, that are going to help his learning curve this year and got the confidence of the team around him because of how well he played. So I, I believe that, that Alabama is poised to make another run. I mean, what, they lose two games last year, and that's a – a down year in Tuscaloosa, but um, I think they're going to bounce back nicely from this, and I expect Florida and Alabama to meet in uh, Atlanta December 19th. One thing before I let you go, Chris, on a, I guess behind the curtain kind of thing, tell us how the experience of, of dealing with the coronavirus has altered your all's work in studio. I mean, obviously you work in the studio show during the college season. How is it different now? Like, are there protocols? What do you have to do to put on a yeah. show in this environment? Well, it's been, first of all, very scary as to whether or not we were even going to have a season, obviously, and, and what our role in this season would look like. I mean, I did my first show on Monday night back for for this year, and, and that was uh, exciting to get my feet wet again. Um, heading to, to Charlotte, got the uh, go-ahead to, to fly and, and to come in from, from Florida, so that was good. Uh, had to do a self-administered COVID test under the watchful eye of uh, a company that's administering these tests for ESPN uh, via Zoom. So it, it's definitely unique. There's some, some new challenges, but I'm, I'm excited that we're finding ways to overcome some of these challenges and, and trying to have as normal a fall as we possibly can. And, and you know, I, I think the thing, just like we, we talk about the silver linings of, of Alabama's situation last year, there's a lot of negatives that we're dealing with, but there's also some positives. You know, I, I love the 10-game conference schedule. Uh, I, I'm going to find uh, hard to believe that we're going to go back from that. You know, going to eight games again within the SEC is, is going to be difficult to take a step back to. I wouldn't be surprised to see us expand the college football playoff now that the Big Ten and, and Pac-12 are back in the loop. It's going to be very challenging to compare teams from different conferences. So once we expand that, do we ever think that's going back to, to four? So, it, you know, it, it's, it's taking some adjustments, but I'm, I'm excited about the ways that we've found alternate pathways to getting back to some sort of normal thing. I'm looking forward to being in the studio with, with Chiz and Dari on Friday and Saturday. We're looking forward to it too, Chris. Thank you for joining us on the program. We're getting excited for college football to finally return. And like you said, nobody knew if it would get here and we're on the doorstep now. So really appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck to you with, uh, you know, navigating the pandemic as well as the college football season. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Good luck to uh, the Missouri Tigers out there. I know there's uh, there's a bright future coming and I hope everybody can be patient and understand it's a, it's a process, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you. 
yeah. We're just the masters of the galaxy, so I fuck around and let my pockets bleed. Trapped in the pot of hypocrisy, but we're never stepping, you ain't stepping me. Ooh, do you think you are the judge? Soon enough, the flesh will turn to dust. We're just the masters of the galaxy, so I fuck around and let my pockets bleed. Trapped in the pot of hypocrisy, but we're never stepping, you ain't stepping me. And this is some of our listener music. This comes to us from the artist Luna D, their latest song, Bleed. You can check him out on iTunes or any other streaming platform or follow him on Twitter at L-U-N-V-D. Somehow that spells Luna D. Okay, for the first time in 2020, Caleb the Greek is back to get you all rich. Are you ready to do this, Caleb? I am. I've shaved my whole body down slick for this season. I don't know if you guys know it, but Greeks have a lot of hair, and it took me almost all of 2020 to finally get it all off my body, but I'm ready to go now. That's impressive. What are you going to do with all that waste? Oh, it's not wasted. I donated it to people I know that don't have any hair. There's several people I know like that are in their 20s that are already bald, so they need it. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a valuable service you provide, you know, doing God's work. Well, I, I try, you know. It's hard to look this good and not donate back. <laughs> All right, for the first time in a year. It's- Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Time for Caleb the Greek. 
pick of the week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they want to get them some of that. It's a bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Can't love the green, can't love the green. All right, who's the first team you got? Oh, man, let's go to Big 12 football. Even though there's not 12 still, they call it Big 12 football. We've got Baylor playing the lowercase K Kansas Jayhawks. Disgusting. Baylor's a 17-point favorite. I'm figuring they win this game by at least 300. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that sounds right. 17-point uh-huh. favorite over a team that got beat by Coastal Carolina two years in a row. Kansas is terrible. Yes, absolutely. They can't be any good. I don't know anything about either one of these teams, but 17 points seems like not not enough. Yeah, I think that's smart. Uh, well, as always, if uh, for our new listeners, we always put Caleb up against a quarter because the odds of it turning one way or another are obviously 50-50 and we want to see if Caleb is any better than an inanimate coin and this one is a 2005 Kansas coin of course so we're going to flip it now and the coin will say let's see the heads will be Baylor tails will be Kansas the coin likes Kansas Uh, Of course it would. It's a Kansas coin. Yeah, it's rigged. Kansas cheats at everything. I can't believe it didn't land on its fucking side. (laughs) It's it's worth 10 prairie dog pelts. Oh, man. Which is, of course, the currency of Kansas. Do you think prairie dogs get Rona? I think they spread it, yeah. I think they probably are. Rona is, and prairie dogs are like rats on the black flag, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're super spreaders. Pandemic pandemonium. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not Kansas. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Okay, let's SEC football. How about that real football? It yeah. means more. It does. So I look at this Kentucky-Auburn game multiple times, and this game is at Auburn, and Auburn is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Kentucky, which I, I keep looking at it thinking it's like a fuck-up or something, like, it has to be more than that, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's seven and a half. That's all it is, seven and a half. All they have to do is beat Kentucky by seven and a half. If Auburn can't do that, oh, they're in a world of trouble this year. Kentucky, you'll always be trash. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that, Caleb, because I had just placed my bet tonight on this very game with betonline.ag, our good sponsors. And uh, Chris Dorner from the SEC Network was high on Kentucky, again, saying that uh, Mark Stoops has got them going in the right direction. But I'm with you. I mean, Auburn's better than Kentucky, and they're at home. They are at home. And I don't trust the Stoops. You know, Mark Stoops is, is not Bob Stoops, but do you remember what Bob Stoops' nickname was? I believe it was Big Game Bob. How many big games did Bob win? <laughs> <laughs> I remember him losing a few. Yeah, he won one big game. One pathetic fucking game. Yeah, one. Nick Saban, he's won like six of them. Dude, don't trust them at all. They're not covering seven points. Okay, well, let's see if the uh, coin agrees with you. Let's flip it here. And it actually does. It uh, it also doesn't like Kentucky nearly as much as the uh, odds makers do. <laughs> Yeah, well, the only thing good about Kentucky is Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, and Chris Stapleton. The rest of the state can go fuck themselves. 
<laughs> and bourbon. I'm going to throw that in there. Bourbon's an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just a given. You have to like bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brendan, are you drinking an old-fashioned tonight? You know I'm saving it up, Caleb. I, uh, I found myself drinking way too many old-fashioned. Caleb gave me a great recipe for old-fashioned, and it included a uh, $20 jar of cherries. And uh, I was reluctant to pull the trigger on $20 cherries, but uh, I'm never going back. Once you go Luxardo cherry, you never go back. <laughs> the more you know, folks, get yourself some $20 cherries. That's right. Hit if, me up on Twitter for the good cherries. I mean, uh, Caleb, if there's one expendable part of an old-fashioned, like if I just don't have one piece of the recipe and I have to go to the store, it's going to be the citrus zest for me. I, I'm perfectly happy without it, to be quite honest. I mean, if I have it, I'm going to use it. But if I don't have it, you know, I'll get by with my, my sweets and my uh, and my sweet, sweet yeah. bourbon. Uh, can we talk football, please? We keep oranges in the around here at all times just for the zest. We don't actually eat the oranges for the most part we'll have 20 of them and only eat two we just cut the rinds off the outside for those that's pretty wasteful but we're in america that's what we do folks yeah and i will say i think oranges are the most thrown away fruit of all this is a football show correct oh they have to be you just use a little bit of them and, and go but and yeah they, and they come in 50 pounds of orange bitters and then you don't have to have the orange zest you that, know the peel that's a great tip thanks a lot martha stewart <laughs> yeah actually it is all right. Uh, what what else you got on the docket? Oh, you're going to talk some football on a football show? Interesting concept. Okay, we're going to go a bunch of games over and under because I don't like the lines on anything else that's out there. So go back to the Big 12. We've got Texas playing Texas Tech. Red Raiders versus Longhorns. The line, the over-under line is 70. 70 sounds like a lot. Yeah. Oh, 70 is a lot, Caleb. But when you're talking Texas Tech and Texas, I don't think it's a lot. If you look over the past five years, even 10 years, Texas Tech puts up 35 points a game against everyone. Everyone. And so if Texas plans on beating Texas Tech, they're going to have to put up 35 points. There's your 70. I think you can sneak an over in on this game. Well, I think this one, uh, that qualifies for your lock of the week. Sure, do it. Lock it in. Lock of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's a that's a bold prediction, but I like to see it. I mean, you don't want to come in here with these tight little lines that everybody's picking the same way. So I like I like a bold over. He also likes a soft bottom. Yeah, that's a, that's a big number over. But I think the Texas team shoot it out. Well, let's do with the coin. We'll say that the uh, over is heads, under is tails, and the coin likes the under. <laughs> In disagreement on this one. That's all right. I think a lot of well, listeners are going to go with a coin on that pick. Yeah, they probably are. There's probably a lot of under bets on that game. That's okay. First game of the year for them. I think lots of points are put on the board. Defenses suffer. Offenses do well early on. So, ACC game, or whatever the fuck they call that conference now. The Duke Blue Devils, the Virginia Cavaliers. The over-under on this game is 46 points. I'm also going to take the over in this one. <laughs> I think two college offenses ought to be able to muster at least 25 points apiece. Yeah, that's a much different number than the uh, than the Texas battle. So 46, mm-hmm. uh, you say, is it over under? You're going to go over again. All righty, let me give the uh, quarter a spin. Again, we'll go with uh, heads being over, tails being under, the coin agrees with you here. It also chooses over. 
Excellent. Okay. Now the last two are SEC games. I really like these over and under from these two games. We have Tennessee versus South Carolina. The over under in this game is 43 points. I'm again going to go over on this game. I'm big on the overs this week. But Tennessee, they're probably going to win the conference again like they've been picked since 1999. You know, they're a really good football team. Great, really, if you talk to anybody in Tennessee. So, God, you think they could score a couple points? You think? So, over 43 in this game. Okay, and so coin thinks under disagreement. It's a, it doesn't like even the 43 low under. So, all right. Well, you got one over and two unders from the coin. All overs from Caleb. Okay, last one. Mandy, Texas A&M, 46 on this game. Game is at College Station in Texas. Takes it over. Texas A&M puts up the 46 themselves. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll do the coin again. Heads again, over, tails, under. And this time the coin agrees. Going over with Caleb. Excellent. Like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> over the cliff we go. Timely reference, Brendan. Yeah, so uh, t- well, tell us, Caleb, before we let you off the line here, uh, Mizzou is like a four-touchdown dog against Alabama. 27 in his last line I saw. I don't know what you've seen it as. What do you think about that line with our beloved Tigers? I've got it right now at 27.5 at Bavada. So, yeah, basically four touchdowns. I have no idea what to think, except that I don't think Missouri covers that 27.5. I feel like that's the conventional wisdom, but what's got me thinking is, you know, that they keep talking about like we haven't been an underdog like this since nebraska came for the flea flicker game alabama hasn't even been this big of a favorite in like i don't know decades almost it's this is a big big line for a conference game it is and it's probably because everything's so new we're starting the season late nobody knows about the new coach Hell, people don't know who the players are nobody knows the quarterback it's a guess. They threw a big line out there on it to get somebody, some people to take the cover on it. And God, if they covered it, it'd be awesome. I just, I'm like everybody else at this point. I've got to see a game. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I like Missouri's chances. I just think that uh, garbage time will be our friend. You're absolutely right. And then I... I start thinking about it, and I think, you know, Alabama's going to put their second team in, and then all I can think of is, like, Alabama's second team could probably finish second in the fucking conference. <laughs> like, so, I have a hard time with this one. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, Caleb, you've done it once again. You've uh, given us your picks, and we're going to keep track of you this season and see how you do. I think last year wasn't your best year. Is that right? I finished with a winning record, but it was not wonderful. Yeah. Well, anything over 50% is a moneymaker. Oh, yeah. I think I won 13 cents last year, so <laughs> I, I was ahead. All right. This has once again been Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Just
drive for. This is another one from Luna D. This track's called America. If you want to get your music on the Mazadcast, send it to mazadcast at gmail.com. We will try to get it on the air for you. Get you into some new people's headphones. On the program now, we've got a special guest for you. From Homefield Apparel, Connor Hitchcock is joining us to tell us about a special arrangement going on with Mizzou, with the Mazadcast. They are a college apparel company. Connor, welcome to the show. First of all, I'll let you tell us what your store is, what your shop is, what you do. Yeah, Brendan, I appreciate that, and thanks for having me. Homefield is where I work, what I started a couple years ago, uh, but we are a collegiate apparel brand, like you were saying, uh, primarily in the e-commerce space at our website, homefieldapparel.com. But we started Homefield two years ago with the idea of creating what we call thoughtful college apparel. A typical refrain that people use when talking about college apparel is that it's all looks the same and it isn't comfortable, and so... That was really the main core problem we tried to address of making college apparel you want to wear all the time. That's not your gym shirt, right? And that has a unique design that actually understands the school, which is why we say thoughtful, you know. It's not just going to say Missouri or Mizzou across the chest in the school colors. It's going to have logos, mascots that have meaning and history down to, you know, some schools will get like the logo that was maybe on their chair backs in the 70s. You know, we really go deep in talking to alums, talking to licensing departments, just figuring out what's unique about a school, right? So that's what we do with Homefield. Um, we launched back in August of 2018 with eight schools. We've been progressively adding more and more. And so we, this past summer, really, now that it's turning into fall, but this past summer we started a promotion called Big News Saturday where every week at noon Eastern on Saturday, we're launching a brand new school. Um, We make a whole big deal about it on Twitter, and we drop it right at noon on the website. We put a video out at noon explaining where we found these designs, why we chose these designs, what meaning they might have to a school. And it's just been a really fun experience for us. So this upcoming Saturday, the 26th, we're dropping a Mizzou line that we're really excited about. And Mizzou specifically has a really unique logo history. You would think with just the tiger mascot that a lot of schools have tigers, but for whatever reason, Mizzou throughout its history has had some really fun animated tigers. I'm sure ones that you guys have all seen before, but ones that also we've dug through the archives, through media guides, yearbooks, et cetera, that, that we're really excited to roll out. And Mizzou licensing has been great to work with. They have allowed us access to what's called the college vault for Mizzou. And so in addition to the unique ones we found, we're also going to get to use some of the classics that I'm sure Mizzou fans are, are really familiar with. Connor gave me a bit of a, a sneak peek at some of the designs he's talking about, and that I'm sure some of our listeners are like, hey, what are you doing? Or is this just a cash grab for some uh, apparel company? And I'd say, <laughs> sure, but not really. Um, <laughs> the thing about it is um, I I was telling Connor before we went on the air, one of the things I really like, and and I think Connor kind of touches on with his, his clothing line, is the retro look. And I mean, I don't know, if that, would you call it a retro look, Connor? Is that yeah, accurate? Yeah, vintage retro yeah and so anyway he's shown me like five designs and they are cool and they're not your standard well i'll tell you what it's the opposite of when you go to a walmart to get new tires and you walk by the section of mizzou apparel that is the cheapest t-shirt you've ever made and it looks like it's you could 
cut it in half because it's made of cardboard and it's just a generic <laughs> Mizzou in yellow. This is the exact opposite of this. These are like these soft, really comfortable t-shirts. And they are the Tigers. And I, I was telling Connor, like the, one of the Tiger designs he's using was painted on the side of the Hearn Center back in the glory days during the Norm Stewart era. And so I'm like, anybody of a certain age will love that. And I'm sure that younger Tiger fans who have a little appreciation for history will also really dig it. So anyway, there is a cool set of uh, a new Mizzou clothing coming out. And that's really why we wanted to have Connor on the show because it's launching on Saturday and he's been good enough to provide us with a special promo code that gets 20% off if you are to go to Homefield Apparel's website, and the promo code is simple enough. It's just Mizzou, and you put that in there, get your Tigers stuff just in time for college football season, which is obviously launching on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. You can wake up Saturday, uh, get some new Mizzou apparel, and then watch Mizzou beat Bama, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the expectation. I don't see any other outcome that's likely. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'll put my money on that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many uh, SEC schools do you have out now counting Mizzou? Mizzou will be the third SEC school. So we have Mississippi State and Auburn. Auburn we launched a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have one more SEC school coming this fall. We are going to keep it a secret, as we do with Big News Saturday. But we have one more coming this fall. We are in talks with plenty others, which we're, we're really excited about. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, licensing is interesting. You have to go on a case-by-case basis with each school mm-hmm. and convince them, you know, that you will do a great job representing the university and uh, doing something unique in the marketplace. So that's um, what, what we strive to do and what we think we do really well. And we've had a great time doing it, but we are based in, we're based in Indianapolis. So a lot of big 10 country stuff, but I mean, frankly, Columbia is a lot closer to, to Indianapolis than a lot of the other schools. Yes. Yeah, some have conferences. Su- so some have suggested this is crazy that Mizzou maybe doesn't even belong in the sec. I, I don't know if you've <laughs> heard these kind of talks. <laughs> Yeah. How do you guys even respond to that? If I may ask a question. Well, there's one. I'm glad you asked it because there's something we've been doing on social media and I'm meaning to tell our listeners this, but I haven't ever said anything about it. One of the things I've really enjoyed is to (laughs) sort of beat them to the punch where we're playing Alabama this weekend. We'll tweet out before anything happens, like Bama doesn't even belong in the SEC. And And, you know, you'd think people would see Alabama not belonging in the SEC and think that's obviously a joke, but people take their football team so seriously that it drives fans crazy. We've done it to South Carolina. We've done it to Arkansas. We've done it anytime anybody basically gives us any sort of grief or whatever. We will tell them that their team doesn't belong in the SEC and that they want to scream as fast as they can back to you. What are you talking about? Mizzou doesn't belong in the SEC. And then we go, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, we're, we're as SEC as it gets. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're the Southeastern conference. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what kind of what we do, what we see happen with, uh, with Rutgers in our beloved conference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Maryland gets their fair share. Yeah, they do. Maryland, they're fortunate they have Rutgers there to be kind of their heat shield. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it'd be yeah. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you guys take it well because you could be salty about it, but. It's well, more fun to have fun on the internet and make people mad. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's been an evolution from Mizzou fans because the first couple of years we came in, we actually had a pretty good team. We we won the Eastern Division two out of the first three years we were in the SEC, and so we really tried to sort of be like we are part of the SEC, we belong. And it, you know, as we went through a rough stretch of five or six years ongoing, there's no end mm-hmm. in sight. We've kind of just sort of like 
taking it in stride and realize, you know what, it's fun to be, let's take, let's, let's embrace this role of the outsider, you know, and, um, oh, especially yeah. if we can use it in reverse to make other people angry. I mean, that you know, just kind of, we're the trolls of the SEC at this point. And, and, uh, you know, if we do sneak up and bite somebody, then, um, it's just gravy. Oh, absolutely. That's always fine. I mean, I, uh, I do remember one of those SEC championships because my beloved Indiana Hoosiers were technically the SEC East champions one of those years. That's right. Remember. Yeah, thanks for reminding uh, me. <laughs> but Tina didn't make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a <laughs> but fond memory of ours. I'm sure you guys really look back on that game with delight. Y- yeah, yeah. It's been great talking to you, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it was a weird year, but uh, it really made Georgia mad because they were the team that ended up not going to the Eastern Division Championship that year because uh, we we had a better record than them in the conference, which is how it's decided. If you can make Georgia mad, it's all worth it. Oh yeah, all worth it. Georgia, Tennessee, any of those schools, we're always happy to to make them grind their teeth. So, um, and we're glad to be the uh, third, I guess, third school in the SEC that you all are representing with uh, home field apparel. Yep. So, and I assume you just chose Mizzou based on, you know, the overwhelming fan support. We're obviously, you know, higher than Alabama because Alabama's not, you know, we don't have them in the fold yet. So there's probably more Mizzou fans eager to buy apparel than Alabama. That's my takeaway from this. Exactly. No, Mm -hmm. you're right. More nationally, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's funny. We actually do get a lot of Mizzou requests. I think mainly because Twitter has been a primary engine of just so many of our requests and engagement in Mm -hmm. our business that you have a lot of journalists on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so obviously Mizzou, that lines up. But yeah, I was saying the other day that, you know, now that we've got Syracuse in Mizzou, we've covered all the sports journalists. There's no other journalism school that we would need to get licensed for. Uh, (laughs) None that I can think of. Well, Uh, the uh, good folks in the Northwestern are probably angry to hear that. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. We love poking fun at them. (laughs) But one day we'll get Northwestern. Sure. (laughs) And you'll make five to six dollars from it. (laughs) You know what? A lot of sports journalists, man. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Connor, I'm going to give you one last uh, pitch to get Mizzou fans to buy clothing from you at Home Field Apparel's website. You can give us that uh, URL if you want or their Twitter handle and remind us about the promo code. Absolutely, yep. So homefieldapparel.com is where... You can buy everything starting noon Eastern on Saturday. Twitter handle is at Home Field Apparel. Uh, <laughs> there's no E in apparel there because Twitter cut your, our character count off. Sure. So, yeah, that's a little fun thing we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you can see our launch video there. We'll actually go into detail on why we chose different designs for Mizzou and some of the history of it. And you guys can yell at me that I have the history wrong at our Instagram, just at Homefield Apparel. There is an E there. Yeah, we uh, we love engaging with fans. We're really active on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. We go back and forth. We tweet about our apparel and Indiana football exclusively. So, you know, things that everybody loves. Yeah, so, well, we will uh, definitely retweet your stuff out for uh, your launch on Saturday, and especially in, when you get anything wrong, like history-wise. We, our, yep. our fans, Can't I wait. can tell you from experience, they will let you hear about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to be tweeting all day about Mizzou legend Michael Porter Jr. So yeah, yep he uh, he really made an impact on this program and it's changed us forever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks for joining us, Connor. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Connor.
said, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter anymore. You're gonna go to the record store. You're gonna give them all your money. Radio plays what they want you to hear. Tell me it's cool. I just don't believe it. Sell out with me. Oh, yeah. Sell out with me tonight. The record company's gonna give me lots of money and everything's gonna be well, there you have it, Colin. Wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm, as always. Best Mizzou podcast in the universe. It's been said by I, us many times, and no one yeah, else. I, I, I'll fight anyone to the death who says otherwise. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm sure you'll get Why a lot not? of challengers. But I, I'm, it's good to hear that uh, Chris is high on Drinkwitz, even though he may not be high on them for this week. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Mizzou's just got to take our medicine. we just got to take our medicine as part of being in the SEC. That's no, right. No need to cry about it. Nope. You just got to take your licks and move forward. Try not to get injured. I- I'm looking forward to it. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's not going to go the way I want it to go, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for football to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a mountain of Mizzou wear that's just waiting to come out of the closet. I'm ready to go. You got that gimp suit pressed and ready? Well, Brendan, I don't have a latex gimp suit right now. And, uh, you know, while I've been surfing for them on Amazon. Yeah, until our, home field our new, apparel. Our new friend. At uh, Home Field Apparel will make me a tiger-striped Mizzou-logoed gimp suit, then I'll know exactly what I'm buying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas comes early for Colin. His birthday's coming I around. I can't help but notice you didn't ask him about the gimp suit. <laughs> next time, next time. All right. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> well, I, you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to with this Mizzou-Alabama game, obviously I don't think Missouri's going to win it, but there's, you know, a lot of talk about the creativity with Drinkwitz offense. And one of the things I'd heard mentioned is how often he has, in his history, not just as head coach, but throughout his time as an offensive coach, has had someone other than a quarterback make a pass. You know, those kind of mm-hmm. trickeration type plays he's so fond of. I would like to see a little bit of that against Alabama. Maybe it doesn't make sense to do that when you know you're going to take a drubbing and you want to save those things for, you know, the more competitive weeks. But I'd like to see a really creative offense and what that yeah. might be able to do, even against a good team like Alabama, because creativity is not part of Mizzou football during the Barry Odom era. Here's my very low bar. Don't look like Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't, just don't look like Kansas. I mean, Kansas football is a vulgar parody of the act of playing football. Mm-hmm. Just don't be that. That is a low bar. It's the lowest bar. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Colin, I think I've taken up enough of your time. I know I've taken up enough of the listener's time. So, uh, can't wait to see on Saturday. Well, I can't wait to see football on Saturday, and I guess you come along with it. So <laughs> That's right. M-I-Z. D-O-U. Leather is for rookies.